forgiven me over and over again, yeah. I'm calling on you, Heavenly Father. I'm down on my knees. Say, call on you, no matter the hour. Lord, I'm in need. I've been messing up, done lost my house, done lost my job. Why walking out? These church folks say they my friends, but I'm all they talk about. I've been doing wrong, I'm so sorry. Lord, please forgive me. We confess to this house from the inside out once again Lord I thank you for the opportunity to share your word as always we pray that your presence will go before us the Lord even in the notes there's um, a couple blank spaces that we want you to fill we want to make sure we give you the opportunity to change anything you want to change to add to take away to remind us to always put you first to put things in perspective first things first that we seek you first your kingdom and your righteousness and all these things will be added unto us so lord thank you again we bless the house we bless those who are who have the opportunity to listen if not today, during the week or whenever the, the stream is broadcast. We pray that your hearts will be open to hear from heaven. Not to hear from a man, but to hear from God himself speaking through a person. As we surrender our vocal cords, our minds, our thoughts, and our spirit to the moving of God because God is moving and he's also speaking he wants us to pay attention and to listen so that's why he has given us reminders things that we already know things that we probably forgot things that we need to put into perspective because when we think about it life is short so Lord thank you again for this opportunity as we humbly accept your direction, we humbly accept the responsibility you have given us, we humbly accept your word, we humbly accept your way. Because Lord, if we are coming to you, we must first believe that you exist and that you reward those who diligently seek you. Lord, help us to be diligent in seeking you, not only when things get hard or when times get rough, but to diligently seek you when we have the opportunity to, because as we remember 
the days and the time, the seasons. If you notice the news, the media, everything is in a wrapping up season. So the Lord wants to remind us to be ready. Thank you and amen. Thank you, sir. We always thank you for your presence. And we pray that you will rest and abide with us now and forever. Amen. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning for those who are hearing us. Good morning for those who are joining us. Good day for those who are listening the week. Good day to those who will listen next week. We have the opportunity to share and the, the series, this is the last install of the series and it's called In Your Giving. It's, it is In Your Giving. If you missed it, I can wrap up the first two weeks. The first week we mentioned it is in your service. It is in your service. And if you remember, every time they, when a serviceman or a soldier comes back to the U.S., and if he happens to mention that he was in the service in any capacity, he could be a chef, he could be the guy that clean, um, clean the sun, he could be the guy that walked the, walk the animals, he could be the guy that cut the grass, he could be anything. As long as he's in the army in any capacity, this is what they said to him. We thank you for your service. Because indeed, those who sign up to serve in that capacity will know that their life is something that is considered. Their life is something that might be taken away even without their planning. So they, they sign up surrendering the, themselves to, the, to that um, institution. Some of them have um, gotten injured some of whom have came out with um, mental issues and all kind of issues. But it's always mentioned that it is said when they come and we recognize them, it says we, we are so thankful for your service. And in the next instance, the, the thing that we will hear whenever we meet the Lord is, enter the good and faithful servant. Because indeed, the Lord has everybody to be a servant. I know sometimes in, um, in this time we will lift up others higher than they should. And everybody has to recognize in the kingdom we are all servants. We have more responsibility than others, but the essence we are here to serve. So when somebody is sitting and being received because Jesus gave them the example of how to serve. There was a moment when they came and he's washing the disciples' feet and he said, this is what you should do for each other. You should serve each other humbly and recognize that this is how the world will know that we love one another because we serve one another and we are there for one another. And the next uh, week we mentioned worship. It is in your worship. What we want to do is to, to, to magnify the Lord. And we, 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 we mentioned that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So we, we realize that God says there is no God besides me. There is no one 
equal in any capacity. I know sometimes people mention that the, how the devil is strong, but he's a created being, and his time is coming to an end. So we have to be faithful to recognize that which side we are on. If we are on the Lord's side, we have to make sure we go wholeheartedly. And that is the next thing that the Lord wants to remind us. Whatever we are doing for him, we make sure we do it to the best of our ability. We make sure we serve him to the fullness in the capacity that we serve. As I mentioned also that there was a, a guy being baptized and he, he didn't have any speech. He could not talk. But when the minister asked him, have you accepted the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior? With everything that was in him, he made a sound. And when he made a sound, it's almost like the, 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 the Spirit of the Lord came down in the church. Everybody started to weep. Because we recognize that this guy is giving his all. How it is that we have speech and we have voice and we... we we are afraid to proclaim the Lord or we are in a, a situation in the workplace. And we, we, we understand that we are respectful of the workplace and we are respectful of where we work. But when the Lord tells us to speak, when he has given us a word to declare, we should do it as an opportunity to obey the master. We should not. We know it might be challenging for some, but we realize in everything we have to step out in boldness. Because there is a time will come when we have to face the idea of who we serve. And it might be we are, we're going to be questioned by our faith. That who do you believe? Who do you, who do you worship? Who is your God? Who is the one that will, will save you? Because remember those Hebrew boys, they were faced with that decision. And we mentioned that that time is at hand, that time is near, when we are going to be challenged by our faith. We're going to be challenged to deny God in the midst of knowing him. It's easy to deny him when we don't know him. But can you imagine knowing him, knowing all the, the experiences and the, the, the battles and everything that he has brought you through, and then somebody say, deny him so you can live. What will our answer be? We cannot answer right now because we don't know. But we want to say by faith that we are going to say, yes, we know the Lord. Even if it costs us everything. Because sometimes in, in saving our own skin, we will deny him. And we, 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 even, we, we saw that Peter did the same thing. Faced with a situation before Peter said, I will never deny you. But the Lord said, yes, you will do it. And he came to the day and he, he actually did it. And there was a lot of regret and his, his heart was aching. And he, he felt, oh God, I disappointed the Lord. But the Lord said, guess what? You are going to be the one to, to build the church and establish the church. And so it was that Peter stood up in the midst of the, the people, boldly. So we, we saw the difference now. We saw the difference of being filled with the Holy Spirit in the, in the act situation that Peter was able to stand up boldly and said, this is what is happening. He was able to speak without even quivering. So we realize that the, the essence of being filled is, is that essence of being filled with the Holy Spirit that will carry us 
to the next level, to the next dimension in him. Because sometimes we are doing stuff that we know, or we know what to do. We know that if this happened, you pray, if that happened. But sometimes in doing it, we're doing it out of rituality, or doing it out of things that we have been taught. Until you have experienced God in a situation where it is challenging your core belief, your core life, then you will have to say, wow, Lord, I don't think I believed like I thought I did. I don't think I am able to go through this Job situation when the way you have stripped me from everything. Because in stripping us, sometimes the Lord wants to get our attention. Because as we, as this, as we mentioned again, he is a jealous God. God is jealous to the point of taking everything away except our life. And for those who don't want to bow, we, we mentioned that it's better to bow now or to bow later. Whichever one you will bow. So it's better to humble ourselves. Because says, humble yourself before the Lord. Because it's better for you to humble yourself than for him to humble you. We know it's going to be a transition. It's going to be hard. So this week, we're wrapping up. And it says, this is the title. It is in your giving. So first week, was it is in your service. The second week, it is in your worship. The third week, it is in your giving. And when we mention it is in your service, worship, or giving, we're talking about how to tangible, tangibly get the presence of God because we, we want to make sure that whatever we do that God is with us alright so giving as I was looking at the meaning of giving I, I found this nice short um, answer or definition giving means providing love or other emotional support or caring giving then once I thought about giving I said wow what do we give when we give? We give gifts. So then I saw, what, what the meaning of gift? A gift is something given willingly to someone without payment. Um, example, a present. Or a natural ability or talent. So we want to mention the giving part with the, the natural ability or talent. Because as we were talking about purpose, and we know that everything has purpose, and we have seen persons with natural ability and talent, and we're like, oh my God, where did that come from? So we realize when the Lord gives us something, the only thing he really wants us to do is to, to acknowledge where it came from and to use it to glorify him. So we realize that the gifts, the talents, the thing that we have that comes naturally without even thinking, without even, some persons don't even practice. We know as we can even mention our, our countryman, uh, Mr. Bolt, who can run so fast. They said that for his height, he should not be running that fast. For, for even how he come out of the blocks, very unorthodox, his farm, uh, Michael Johnson, the, the world-class um, runner, was interviewing him and said, um, Boss, you have the worst farm I've ever seen. It, it's even worse than mine. But yet still, 
we have broken records with it. And we realize the Lord wants to want us to use the thing that He has given us. Then we want to realize how do we understand or find out that thing. Because we have something that we are very good at. We can do it naturally. We can do it in our sleep. It, it, it sometimes don't take much effort. Sometimes, and we know persons like that. We know persons who, we, we can, if, we, if we're here to make a list, we can think about family members and friends. We can even put them on our hand right now of those guys who had talent, who had giftings that even some of us wish we had. There, there, there are some guys who have the gift of memory. You tell them something once and they will never, they will never forget it. So it is that the Lord has given us gifts and talents and it is, it is even mentioned that why would he give us those gifts and talents and to, to be there to us to, to um, show that he's good. And then as I mentioned now in the notes it said um, have you ever received a gift? And if we are very truthful when we receive a gift um, we, we must confess it feels good to receive a gift. Especially a gift that you never, see, you never saw coming. And then it also reminds us of the, the, the three words um, that, it, that it does. A gift will cause our attention to be um, alerted. It will make us feel appreciated and it will also brings a sense of acceptance like this person accepted me when 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 somebody is joining a group and they are they're honoring that person with an award and even if they mention hey we're going to give you the award next year for for what for your service the person is always honored and thankful for that award for that thing that he has he or she has received for the work that they put in because everybody wants to be recognized and everybody wants to know that they're doing their best and they gave it their all and they're just honoring that person. And we, we want to make sure that we, we take the time to honor persons in our lives that has meant something to us. That is our homework for this week to call up persons and to, to tell them thank you for any contribution that they have made if they, if they were there to pray with you. If, we're, if they spend time helping you out with a problem, if they was there when you had a crisis in your family, we must be able to thank them and, and thank the Lord for them because they indeed were there to, to be a blessing. And it says also that when we discovered in our life, um, isn't it better to give than to receive? Because as we know, it is more blessed to give than receive. And I put a note here, especially in the time of need. Especially when you really needed the help and somebody came through for you. You are so thankful. And, and we see the Lord doing that time and time after again. If we were to really give testimonies of God's goodness, we, we could fill books, we could fill auditoriums, we could fill temples, synagogues, we could fill all those places 
in just giving thanks. So that's what we realize that the Lord is, is a God that gave. And it says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And my second scripture is Ezekiel 33.11. Say to them, as surely as I, li as I live, and we know the Lord is living, right? Declares the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but rather that they should turn from their way and live. Turn, turn from the evil ways. Why will you die, people of Israel? So we see the Lord giving us those two scriptures. And those are the scriptures um, that I want to use as my text today. It is in your giving. And what, what I want to try to do, and I ask the Lord for help always, to, to help me to, to articulate the message and to be very clear and concise and to also respect your time because I know you're busy, but sometimes we have to step back and listen to what the Lord is saying. The Lord has given us his son, and so whosoever has received him, our act by grace is to also give to those who don't know. I had a discussion with somebody and we were talking about um, persons who don't know and the challenge to share. And I said, well, the Lord has given us this thing freely. We are supposed to share with everybody that we get the opportunity because we know that tomorrow is not, is not promised. We know that um, person might be here today. As I mentioned, there was a guy I was speaking to when I, when I checked back the next week, I heard that he passed on. My heart was in a place of, wow. I said, Lord, did I did everything right? Did I declare your word to him clearly? And if I was to be really be honest, I don't think so. I don't think I did it to cause offense. Because, you see, the Lord wants, wants us to cause offense. He wants to make sure when we declare the word, the offense is something that we think about personally. But the, the offense means that this is the thing that is going to save you. Your life is going one way, and I want to bring you back this way. And sometimes we, we feel like, oh, we, we can't say it this way because we might offend the person. But guess what? If the person is going to die tomorrow, won't that offense save them? If they really truly believe that, that the word is from you and the word is something that will convict them. Because they have probably heard the word a million times. And that might be the one last time the Lord is telling you, speak to this person about this thing. Because the Lord wants to use us as his hands and feet. So when we think about uh, 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 somebody in the service, somebody who's an army, as I was an army, is, who's, who's in any capacity that's serving in, in that institution, the first thing you, are, you have to go through at a time of breaking, 
They're going to break you from old habits. They're going to break you and the, the breaking is to mold you into what they want you to be. They want you to be a person that will obey orders and to obey commands. They don't want you to come and discuss. Because in, in a time of war, there's no time to discuss. When the officer says, go over there now, your answer should be, yes sir, you go in position. Later on, even if he has time, he might, probably might not even tell you why he asked you to go over there. But we come in the kingdom and we, we don't realize that we are in an army, we're in a warfare. If we realize how the Ephesians have us to dress, how the Ephesian scripture have us to wear the, the sword, the battle armor, the, the helmet, the belt, the, the feet, everything is for warfare. But there shouldn't be no question when, when the commanding officer say, go over there. We're supposed to be saying, yes, sir. That's why it's so easy when somebody who has been trained in any kind of military um, affairs, when that person gets saved, they know how to respond. How I know this is true? Um, do you remember the centurion? When he had a, a, um, a servant that was ill and they were requesting the Lord to come, he said, no, sir. Do not come. Just speak the word. That's what he said. He said, speak the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus said, what? I, I, I can see Jesus being impressed. Like, remember, um, there's a lot of things that impress the Lord. Um, service, worship, and giving. Those three things really impress the Lord. If, if we want to, to, to make the Lord feel good, do those three consistently and you will see he will even probably call you before time and say no 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 your service you need to be up here because sometimes we think about heaven as a place of rest but the work continues um, another thing how I know this is true the you remember when, when um, what's his name again was being stolen was it Philip? Stephen when Stephen was being stoned and Stephen did something that was remarkable. He said, Lord, please forgive them. They know not what they do. Same words that Jesus said on the cross. It caused Jesus, who was seated at the right hand of God, to stand. To stand is almost like the Lord is honoring his servant. Wow, this guy is serving me to a way of total sacrifice. It was easy for him to say, Lord, cast down your fire and judge them. He said, no, Lord, please, please forgive them because they know not what they do. And the Lord was impressed and he stood. And when somebody stands up for you, it is an act, as we mentioned, if, if we're seated and some dignitary comes in, it is always said that we must stand. We're giving honor to the person. And the, the Lord stood and watched the whole thing. And then, who was there in the midst? Our brother Paul, who was witnessing, wow, that guy served, that guy. He, I think that was a, a part of his beginning, his salvation journey of seeing somebody being sold out for God. Because, see, our lives are here to reflect others. And we want to make sure we give 
the best that we can in serving the Lord. It is something that persons will see and it will cause them to say, wow, that person is a, is a, is a true believer. There's going to come a time when, when, as in Malachi said, that he's going to create a distinction in Malachi 3 between those who serve God and those who do not. There, there's not going to be this, this kind of wavering thing where we're going to say, is that person, what kind of believer is that person? Is that person a true believer? Or is that person uh, not a, you know? Because when, when, when somebody talks to a Muslim, he's a Muslim. Anywhere he is, he's a Muslim. You talk to a Jehovah Witness, that's a Jehovah Witness person. You talk to a Catholic, that's a Catholic. There's no, uh, I'm not sure. No, there's this one line, one distinction. That is how the, the church is going to be. Because we have to be the spotless bride. And a time is going to come that we have to make our decision clear. We have to make sure that we know that we are on the Lord's side. We have to make sure that we are trusting in him only for salvation and only for everything else. So we, we realize in Ezekiel, um, the Lord was saying this because there was a, a command that he gave out for persons who were considered wicked. Because how, how, how indeed are those persons going to hear when we have not told them? How, how are they going to hear that God is good? How are they going to see the goodness of God? They, they have to see it through us. We are, the, we are their manuscript that they're, they're going to read. So we are, we are serving the Lord and it is in serving him that we are giving back to those who don't know. And if we can really, really, really think back, our lives were reflected by others where we saw persons serving God and it caused us to understand that this God really exists. Even a time when we did not know him, there were persons who were living godly lives and our, our heart was aching for something like that. Even the earth is waiting for, for us to be that person of truth, that person of valor that will declare the word in which the Lord has given us. Because the moment we are saved, the moment in which we accepted the Lord as our personal Lord and Savior, if it for, for us to be in heaven, would have probably been taken up instantly. But no, it is for us to reach others and giving them the opportunity to hear the word. Our, our, our thing is not to, to be offended if they, if they stone us, if they hate us, if they don't want to hear from us. If they, we want to make sure that we are living in the right. There was a story of this, this prophet. Whenever he's coming through a town, the people would get upset and they would stone him. And they would um, throw all kind of things on him, and, you know. But one time he was going through and he felt like there wasn't any, nobody harassing him, nobody um, showing him any bad favor. It, it, is, it is mentioned that he came off his horse or his, or his mule or whatever he was, he was traveling on. And he stopped 
and he knelt and prayed and said, Lord, please forgive me because I must have been compromising why the people embrace me so much when I know they are living in sin in which my life is not affecting them. My life is some, somehow merging with theirs and I have become of, of non-effect. As we, we remember, one of our first um, series that we did on Lent was the being the salt of the earth. And we, we understand if salt loses its flavor, it is good for nothing. We realize that salt preserves, salt sustains, and salt brings thirst. So in, in this life of giving, that's what we mentioned, it is in our giving. We are giving back what we have received. It is said that even when a person believes the Lord the first day, that person is a witness. And we can see it in, in scripture after scripture. The lady at the well. The first moment that she believed, she became a living testimony. She ran back to the village and she declared that this God, this man is that God. I met him at that well. I met him at that situation. And she became a living testimony. And he says, person in the village got saved immediately. One man, one woman running to the village, got saved. The equation is so simple. Because God has given us, it, it, it is the idea of us matching out his voice. Or, or of us not sure or we say, oh Lord, um, should we tell that person? Because you know how hard it will be if the Lord tell us to speak to somebody. It don't even matter, stranger or not, to tell them about the, uh, do you know the Lord? Strike up a conversation some kind of way. And then the Lord has to be mentioned. Because guess what? If we are talking to somebody, friend, family, or anybody, and if the Lord is not mentioned in our conversation, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. Because there are so much opportunity to mention that God is good. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity. And, and I say, Lord, forgive me if I've, if I've gotten opportunity and I have not used it wisely or I, I disregard my, my intent. As, as I mentioned, I, I, I met somebody at the job and it was such an encouragement. She walked past me and she put a piece of paper in my hand that looked like a business card. And then by the time I looked, she sped off. When I look at the business card, it said, Jesus is Lord. Do you know him as your personal Lord and Savior? And I'm, I smiled because I, I thought I was the only one in there doing some kind of work. But the Lord said, no, I have my agents all over. Just like Elijah, when he said, Lord, I'm the only one. I'm the only one left. They want to kill me. He said, no, no, no. I have thousands, thousands upon thousands who have not bowed the knee to Baal or serve him. So don't feel like you're alone. So I want to mention that we are, we are not alone in giving. There are other persons who are there who are ready. There was even a story of a lady that she saw a job that this actor um, post that he wanted a helper to come in and to clean the place and to keep the place tidy. The lady said, Lord, I want to reach that person for you. The lady took, um, applied for the job and her mission was to make an impact on that person's life. She went in and 
it wasn't mentioned if, she, if, if that was her kind of job, but she went in because she said she wanted to serve. And she said, Lord, she wants to make an impact. She said, Lord, I want to influence one person for you. So she took the job. It was a physically demanding job, as we know when you're serving in that kind of capacity. She went in, took the job. She cleaned in. But what she did, she will sing and praise God and worship in the house. Because as we, as we talk about worship being something that is not the songs that we sing, it's a lifestyle that we live. So she was there singing and worshiping every time she, she had a chance. And the owner of the, the house came in and said, I think her name was Maria. I said, Maria, um, do you know that every time you sing the songs, I don't know who you're singing to, but I feel, I feel a change in the atmosphere. I feel the sense of calmness. I feel a sense of something is good. And she said, she said, you know what? I, I am so thankful that that got your attention because as you remember three words, attention, appreciation, and acceptance. So she got his attention with the singing. She's singing and got his attention because he said, wow, the song somehow is making the place feels different. And she said, okay. And she said, thank you, Lord. Then it happened that she kept on singing because she felt like, wow, um, there's some kind of breakthrough. Remember, she did not preach to him. She was a singing. She's there to clean the house, but she said she wanted to make an impact on that person. She continued to sing. And without even being noticed, he was watching her when she sang. And he was watching how the house felt different. And he even mentioned to her, the day you came into the house, we felt a change in the house. And he said, I don't know what it is, but I want you to be here. And she said, okay, thank you, sir. And she continued, do the singing. Would you believe as time passed that he came to her and said, I want to know who you're singing to or what you're singing about. I want to join you. Oh, she said, okay, sure. I, I'm singing to Jesus. You can join me. This guy is not a believer. He said he was, out of all the family members, he was the worst. Because, you know, sometimes we have family members. We call them black sheep. He was the worst of the worst of the worst. Like everything that he did, he did it to an next level. If he was drinking, he drank to an next level. If it was drugs, women, life, he was doing it to the excess. Even his other unbelieving family members were like, wow, this guy is no good. You know, he's like really messing up the family, you know. <laughs> because they will do their stuff and they do it under the quiet. It was so, so awesome that in her singing and worshiping, the presence of the Lord show up where it manifested in the house. And it caused a thirst to come up in, 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 in the brother where he said, wow, 
I, I want that. I want what you have because I know. He said he didn't know what it was, but he said, I want that. I want the peace that I see you move with. I see you come here with little and you're so happy. I want that happiness. I want that joy. And she said to him, well, it's simple. Uh, you have to first accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. But I must warn you, this won't be easy. You're going to be challenged more than you ever have been in your life. And so, he said, no, I want it still. I want it, no matter what it costs. So, he accepted the Lord, and his life has never been the same. He is a movie, um, one of those, what you use, I don't know if I can, I probably can call him because this is a public testimony. Um, he's one of the, the, the Baldwin brothers. And um, he has been so outright in declaring the word of the Lord. He has been so uncompromising. Not perfect, but he has turned a 180 for the Lord. Somebody who despised God. Somebody who, who hated the, the idea of church. He's now a, a worshiper of the living God. Just like Paul was, who hated the Christians because he, he thought they were weak. He thought they were doing something. How can you serve the Lord and be so wishy-washy? How, how can you say you're, you're a Christian and you, if I say I'm going to kill you, you say, oh, I, I denounce the Lord. The, the, Paul hated that. And we saw the same Paul being saved. And Paul was even at the point of his life never meant nothing. He said, I count it as foolishness. As dung, every all his achievements, all his accolades, he said, I counted nothing just to know the suffering of being with the Lord Jesus Christ. So a time is coming, and it, it, it's, it's even here right now where other, we know of other believers who are suffering for righteousness' sake. They're suffering and they're not bowing their knee. So they, they sometimes don't understand why the things that we say we struggle with, the fear, the anticipation, the, the doubt, they don't understand why we, we're so wishy-washy, why we're up today and down tomorrow. They don't understand that because they have to be up every day because their life is at hand. They, they, they are faced with real struggles. They, have, they are faced with everything that they have to pray for for what they need for their daily bread. The, the, the scripture is real for them when they say, Lord, I thank you for this daily bread. Because they know not what they will eat tomorrow. Because they are the outcasts in that society. And that is going to happen to us if we say we truly believe. Well, we are being challenged by the media. We are being challenged by the politicians. We are being challenged by people who hate God. We are being challenged by the workplace. We have been challenged by the schools where they said they don't want they don't want God in the school. The moment they took God out of the school, the shooting started. It, it is all, like almost immediately because guess what? If God is not there, we know who is. If God is not there, we know who is who wants to be there. He wants to be there. The enemy wants to be there. So the moment we say, 
Oh God, we don't want you. Countries have come down to nothing because the government denounced the name of the Lord. Countries have come down to, to who were, countries were like the richest in, in, the, in, the, in, in, the, in the area. Those country came, countries came down to nothing because they denounced the name of the Lord. So it is that we're going to be challenged. We're going to be challenged in our service. We're going to be challenged in our worship. And we're going to be challenged in our giving. Because the Lord has given so much to us. He has given the word, his spirit, his love, and his compassion. Have you ever saw somebody that you don't know, but you felt this compassion for them? Have you ever saw somebody, you don't know them, you, 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 you hear, you see something on the news, it, it, it well up your heart. And you say, God, what is this? I don't know this person. Why am I reacting like that? That is because the love the Lord has given us. But guess what? When he has given that love, he wants us to do something with it. So that is where purpose comes in. Because as we, as we are even getting ready for the retreat and the, 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 the idea of purpose, the idea of doing something, the one thing that the Lord has tell us to do. Because the Lord speaks. And if, if a believer says they don't hear, hear the Lord, we have to question if that person is a believer, if that person really believed. Because we, we might be um, a believer of another believer. We might be persons who believe because that, that person believed, but don't never have that experience for ourselves. So, by the sound of our voice, those who, are, who have the opportunity to hear, our challenge is for you to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. And you said, Brother Kirk, how can I do that? I don't know. I never went to church. I never hear the gospel. I never hear it presented. I always thought that church was a place where people come to, to rob you and take away your money and all of that. How can I um, know this Lord? Who is this Lord, as Pharaoh said, that I should bow? I should bow to him. And our encouragement is to say, whenever he calls, um, it is good for you to answer. Whenever he calls, just like he was calling um, my favorite um, prophet Samuel. Samuel was serving the Lord, but he said that he, he never knew him. And this is so true. When I saw the scripture, I was like, Lord, that is so true. There are a lot of persons in church. They are serving and they don't know you. They are doing everything right. They come early. They set up. They pull down. They do everything. But they don't know you. And he said, Brother Kurt, that can't be right. All right. When the scripture said, um, depart from me, I never knew you. The first thing that they mentioned, didn't we not prophesy in your name? Did we not do this in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? But the Lord said, away from me. I never knew you. So we have to be careful even in our service. That we are serving you because we know you. We are serving out of knowledge and the goodness of God. Not, not out of um, being pleased or being looked upon by others. 
for the service. The service should come from a heart of love, as we mentioned, and a heart of compassion. So as we, we, we talk about the three things that we need to check on, because it's a, Kirk, how can I find my purpose? All right, it, it's simple. What people that you notice are seen that you have a compassion on, you, you have a, a, a need to help or to assist. I, I remember um, Prophet Rifa Lewin, um, if she's listening, I want to uh, mention her by name. Um, she has always mentioned, I don't know if she remember, but I just got the remembrance, so I want to share it. She has always mentioned that she wants to help those young girls who lost their place in life, probably through not doing well in school, probably being pregnant, being abused or whatever. She said she always, that was something on her heart. And we know that at the time she was working and, you know, the, the hours and so we realized the time was not there to do it. But guess what? Uh, I, I found out that she, she retired and she has a lot of time now to, to, to serve the Lord. She, she has the, 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 the capacity. Um, she, she, she's faithful because she has served in the workplace faithfully. And now the Lord still wants to use her to, to be an effect. Can you imagine that? You have served faithfully doing a secular job. And now the Lord says, yes, come. I still have so much for you to do. So much work for you to do. So much people to, to, to share with. And I know when she hears this, she's going to smile because it's going to remind her of the thing that she, she had on her heart. And I, and I remember even um, Brother Wade and Brother Sean, they, they mentioned when they were young that they wanted to be missionaries. N not just missionaries, but missionaries who had a medical background because they said that there are a lot of kids there who couldn't get medical attention. And they wanted to come down and spend a couple months and weeks with them and I know I know where he's doing that because he has the organization where he's giving back the toys for in Christmas and he um, spent time with them and he has set up the organization to do that but that wasn't what he said he wanted to do because sometimes we we say this is the thing that the Lord you know when we speak sometimes it's the Lord speaking through us and even at that age they said this is what they want to do so we realize, guess what? In the interest of time, the Lord's purpose never change. No matter how much time pass, it is still there as long as we are willing and able to follow through. He said, how oh, I know this is true. As we think about Moses, when he ran away from the Lord, he ran in the direction off. No, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I thought I was a leader. I got upset. I want to free the person and I ex ended up killing somebody. 
So I ran. And he was okay. Because you notice, if you run away from the Lord from a season, you are, you are doing good. You are enjoying life, the simplicity. No conviction. No, 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 nothing. You're just living and you're enjoying doing what you want to do. You, you, don't, you don't want to come to church, you don't go. If you want to go, you go. If you, want, you, you just feel free until the appointed time when the Lord comes to remind you. Hey, do you remember the thing that you said you want to do? Do you remember? Because sometimes you say we are not supposed to make those covenants without even thinking. Those things that we say, the first thing that came out of our mouth, the Lord will hold us to it. Because when the Lord speaks, he does not speak and take back his word. His word will never come back to him void. It will accomplish what it was set to do. But sometimes we're challenged by that because we, we're not seeing the persons or the persons walking in, in what the purposes for their life is. And you know, as, a, as parents and friends, we, we sometimes get discouraged. Because we say, Lord, this person is brilliant. This person is gifted. We know this person have all this ability. Why they're not walking with you as how they should? Why this person can whip up a meal in 10 minutes? This person's have um, people who fly all the way from New York who never met them, never knew them, never seen them before. But they came and they mentioned, uh, Sister, the Lord said you're supposed to do this. The person even gave them money to say, let me be the first one to sow into your ministry. Because this is not about working. This is about ministry of providing meals to those whose heart is heavy and those hearts are, are waiting for you. So the Lord wants to provide physical meals and spiritual meals. And we, we, we are waiting for the sister to, to, to make a move so we can make a move with her. So we don't want to run before her if she's not ready. But we are waiting for her to be ready. And the Lord is challenging all of us to make the move. Even when it, it don't make any sense. Even when it looks like it's impossible. So, one thing, we need to find a purpose. So we realize if we can identify a people or a people group in which our hearts have compassion, as I mentioned last week, for me it was the kids. And I said, Lord, I need to go back. Um, go back to basics. When I had those kids in the orphanage and I felt like time stood still when I said wow Lord I'm doing this thing this thing and it is bringing me so much joy just to be there that's when I realized that this is something that the Lord has gifted me with and I need to really be accountable for it because there are a lot of kids out there waiting and I have to be ready so we want to also challenge you to 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 be ready and to to make yourself available. You might say, Brother Kirk, I don't know the first thing to do. So we say, all right, you find out what person or person group that you think you can help. Might be an elderly person, 
might be somebody at work, might be your neighbor that you see every day and you just say hi. Strike up a conversation, be friendly. And remember, even if it's somebody that you dislike, the Lord loves them. How we know it's true? He said it in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life the whosoever goes for your neighbor so you can't there's no time to make excuse then we find out you need to find out what problem you can solve there is something that you can solve something that you have seen that you say well I think I can have an idea to solve that problem because you see all the businesses that are that are here they are providing a solution and I tell you, even one business or one company that they not only provide a solution, they provide a thirst. <laughs> when you think about um, companies like Apple, they will make a product. They will make you want it. <laughs> they, will, they will make the product in such a way that every time it's released, there's long lines. I said, why is that their product? Is better than other companies. What's going on? They, you know, other companies come up with better products. But they're saying that this product is a top-notch product. And guess what? If you have it, you'll be respected. And people fall, fall into the marketing plan of the Apple products. And Apple became the first billion-dollar tech company in the world. First. Other companies came long after, like Google and all of that. But but Apple create this thirst. So they solve a problem. Sometimes they even create a problem and they solve it. That you need a phone. Now we realize that everybody who has access to a phone never leave home without it. There's a joke that this person was coming to work and they left their phone and then they turned back on the highway to go back for the phone. That, that is what the thirst for a solution does and then what after you find the person you find the problem then you look for the solution how can you solve or help this person to get closer to God because everything that we need to do must bring the person closer to God if, if, if it's not it's meaningless so we are going to bring meaning to what we're doing, whatever business, whatever opportunity that we get, whatever sphere of influence, we have to bring that person closer to God. We have to give them the thirst to hunger for God if, if they don't have a thirst. I remember this guy came to me at the office and um, he said, um, sir, Man, I see you doing the little IT stuff. I want to do it. I see how you go around and you're helping people. And I said, yeah. I said, oh, thank you, man. Uh, I didn't know you were watching me that way. He said, yes. So I tell him, all right. I give him some pointers, some clues. And he, he was a nice guy, you know, nice young guy. And I said, guess what? Whenever you want to study, call me and I can help you study. So I see that as an opportunity now to speak to him and find out where is 
spiritual life is where where you know where is he with god and you see when when you're when you're able to help somebody it will make an impact even my my neighbor downstairs um they just had baby the other day and i got some baby products and i and i felt the lord was was telling me to give give them and i said but lord they look like they're all right you know <laughs> they drive a nice car you know they, when we look outside outwardly but when I went to their apartment, I realized, wow, you know, sometimes we, we look at people on the outside but not knowing that they are, you know, coming up humbly, you know. They're probably saving their money. But you know what the guy said to me that touched me? He said, oh, my God, by you giving me all this stuff, I, I have to do something for you. I said, no, man, it's a blessing. He said, no, no, no. I need to carry out to dinner one day. Just tell me when. So we realize the giving will create a thirst. It make room, as I said, thank you. The giving make room. Once we, we know that we, we have received, that we are able to give back to others, that we're able to, to bless others, because we know it is, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So we, we said, we want to see the Lord's power in our giving. We want to make sure we get the opportunity whenever we can to give back to those who are in need. As I remember my, um, my little friend, Miss Lee, who, who passed on, um, it's been a year now she passed. And I remember when I saw her walking to the grocery store and you know she's an elderly lady uh, of Asian descent very strong-willed and um, I stopped and I said ma'am where are you going before I could finish the sentence she was in the car and I said wow this lady is so bold I, I, I love her boldness I, I she 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 might think that um, by me helping her it was a one-way thing no I was impressed with how her simple view of life is. Like when, whenever she wanted to go to the store, I remember one day she left a note on the car and I, I think I was turning on the wiper and I saw a piece of paper on the car. So I stopped, took the paper. Good morning, Kurt. <laughs> I want to go to the store on Friday. Please come and pick me up. <laughs> and, I, and I said, oh, okay. Um, so, she was supposed to meet at 9 o'clock uh, on a Saturday morning. And she said, 9 o'clock. I came there 9.01 and she was gone. I felt a little bit upset because uh, I had to get up. That was early time for me on a Saturday. And uh, I, I met her during the week. I said, Miss Lee, why, um, why you left? I was there, um, I came, she said, no, I told you nine, you came after nine, so I, I got a ride. I said, from who? We can get a ride from, you don't know a lot of people. She said, somebody driving that direction, and I stopped them. I said, Miss Lee, but you're not afraid, um, people going to take you away? She said, no, 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 I don't have time to think about that, I need to go to the store, I need to get my, my stuff. She, she had this, this, this attitude of 
not giving up, thinking, not thinking of what's going to happen to her. She wanted to go to the store and she made up her mind. And a lot of persons in, in, in the complex knew her for that. Very strong-willed and, um, you know, we pray for our son. Also, that he's, some, he's still hurting. It's, it's his mom and, you know, they were living alone. So we want to make sure that we, we give the opportunity for those who, who need prayer also. If you need prayer, you know, as our sister is ill, we, we pray for the healing grace. We pray for healing virtue. And for um, Prophetess Rifa, we pray for strength as she um, in the season of serving, in the season of being a, a, a blessing. And for Wade and Sean, we pray for the grace for them to continue in the thing that they told the Lord and that the Lord will remind them of how they said they're going to dedicate this thing. They're going to do it together. The Lord don't care how young you were when you made that commitment, you know. He's going to hold it to it because it came out of your mouth that this is what you want to do. The Lord loves us so much and that he's continually giving and he's continually speaking and he's, he, he, his voice is always so calm. He's not going to run and hit you over the head. Why are you not doing this? Why are you not serving? Why are you not doing You know, that's not the Lord. He's going to remind you. He's going to give you a shade tree. And then the shade, the shade tree is going to um, dry up. <laughs> He's going to say, now it's time to move. <laughs> the, the Lord is so gracious. And we see him working through all the prophets all the ministers, all the apostles, all the disciples, the same way. The Lord said he only disciplined those he loves. And if you get the discipline from the Lord, that means he loves you. If he ever strips you from everything, that means he wants to get your attention. He wants to get your attention because he appreciates you. Can you imagine the Lord appreciates us? He appreciates everything that he he. He, he has given to us. When we think about the, the one person who, ha, who had a leper who was healed and he came back just to give thanks for being healed. Just the one, the Lord will do that for the one. He, he, he loves us so much and our heart is to, to, to be able to give back to how we are received because we can actually ad confess and admit that some, some persons have never experienced this love. Some persons don't know what it is to be accepted by believers. Some persons have been hurt by church. Some persons have been hurt by ministries, by organizations that say that they love God. But yet it was not displayed to them. But we want to change that. We want to challenge the norm of what church is and what church is about. We, we want to move in a way that's dynamic and a way that's effective and in a way that will, will bring forth much fruit, fruit that is, will last. We want to come and create this atmosphere for you to, to let you know that you are first loved, you are accepted by the Lord Jesus Christ, so shall we display that to you. And we ask the Lord to continue to draw the people that wants to, to know him, that will give us the opportunity wherever we go to share his word, to share his love boldly, to not compromise the truth, to say let the law be true and everybody else a liar. 
We, thank, we are so thankful for this opportunity to share this word as we continue to, to be a place. You know, sometimes we, we, the Lord said we're not supposed to despise small beginnings. You know, sometimes people think about this. When they think about ministry, they think about hundreds and thousands. And if it's not hundreds and thousands, it's not in a ministry. No, that is untrue. The Lord wants to use the very little bit that we have to, to give back to him. To, to make an impact because as you remember the lady with, with the might she got his attention can you imagine that lady got the Lord's attention by what she, she deposited in the offering when, she, when it was time to give the Lord said no she gave her all those who gave gave her to the excess but this lady gave her her all and the Lord noticed it and it was even mentioned there are other, other things that could, could have been mentioned, but he mentioned that she gave of her all. What the Lord wants us to give today is our all. Nothing but the best. But Jesus Christ and his righteousness, nothing but the best. So we have to make sure when we're giving to the Lord, we give our best, we give our all, because when he's giving back to us, he's going to give the best. So it is that, you know, the reason why the Lord don't want us to give back, give any spoil or anything back to him. Because he's going to multiply the spoil. So imagine you give something spoiled to God and God multiply that spoil. It, it's going to make you sick. So the Lord wants us to give our best so that he can multiply the best. And the Lord don't want to multiply the spoil. He can't receive it. He tell us, mm-mm. You cannot receive that. You, you would not have given that to the governor down the street. You would not, would not have given that to that official. Why are you giving me this? The, the God who is there all the time. The God who is declaring, who is helping. Who, he wants us to give our best. So we think that we don't have the best. Yes, we have the best. He has made us. He has created us. There is none like us. Even if we have a twin brother or sister. We are unique in our essence. We are even unique in our purpose. We can call all the singers of the world who has passed and who is living. If we notice it, we can close our eyes and each one of them have a distinct voice. There is no singer that sounds exactly alike. That person might imitate that singer for a while, but their, even their voice tone is different. Because it says, my sheep knows my voice. So the Lord knows that when he speaks, we are to listen and we know, he knows. He's the good shepherd as we sang in a song. So as we, as we wrap up today, our reminder is to sanctify our service, to declare our worship, and to anoint our giving. That we are going to be purposeful this time. In the time that we have. Because we say we don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't know we're going to be here tomorrow. So we're going to say Lord show us where we can serve. Show us how we can serve. Show us how to worship you. Because remember worship is not only about singing. Worship is an attitude towards God. To show that he is number one. 
But he still wants us to declare with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. We have to still declare if we have a voice. Even if our voice don't sound like it's in the right pitch, it is still worship. Because some persons who don't have the opportunity for speech, they wish they could talk. And they have sometimes the opportunity of doing sign language. But they are doing what they know to do the best they can. And we don't want to leave here without making an impact even on one person. We don't want to leave here even if they're given our eulogy that somebody don't come and say, wow, this person did this for me, this person was there. We have to make sure our lives make impact and we don't come and, as somebody said, suck up the ear and, and gone without making an impact. So first thing, we want to sanctify our service. So we want to make sure that our service is for the Lord. We want to um, declare our worship. That we're declaring that, Lord, our life is a worship to you. And Lord, we want, to, want you to anoint our giving. That we're able to give back in any capacity. If we're giving back in time, if we're giving back in helps, if we're giving back any kind of way that we can, we want to make sure that you anoint it so that it makes an impact. So Lord, we thank you again for the word. We thank you again that you have given us this opportunity to share and to be a blessing to those of the hearers. Lord, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your grace. Lord, we thank you that we have experienced the joy of the Lord. The joy in which you have given us, we are making sure that we're going to give back to those who don't yet have joy. To those who have not even known you yet. Oh, it is such a wonderful thing to see somebody come and accept the Lord. It is such a humbling act to say, wow, they want to be with the Lord because they have seen something in us that has given a light. We might be the only church that they will ever go. We might be the only word that they will see just by watching us. And I, I know there are several persons in my life that I have seen and I've seen the goodness of God on them and it has been such a blessing to see men and women of God who love God. Those persons probably have never even spoken a word to me but I've observed their life, I've observed their faithfulness and I say, Lord, I want that. And not even, they not even know that they are being effective to me by watching them and watching how they live, watching how they carry on daily activities. So it is that I want to make sure that I make room to, to be a blessing also. So somebody can say, hey, this, this man of God really make an impact. And sometimes it's, it's without me knowing. That's the best way sometimes. That without you knowing that you're making an impact on somebody. So we want to close out now and say, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord always make his countenance be with you. Now and forevermore. As you serve. As you worship. And as you give back unto the Lord. May it be always filled with anointing. May it be always filled with grace. Power. 
and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful week and God's grace be on you. Blessing and blessing. With all of my heart and all of my soul, I worship you, Oja. Lord, come down and take control, take control again, again. With all of my heart and all of my soul, I worship you, Oja. Lord, come down and take control, Hey, you clean up my heart and my mind. Take control.